It's funny how the, um, when being a pastor with having four kids, preparing for a Sunday morning on a Sunday morning is always quite interesting. And the verse, the Lord works in mysterious ways, comes to mind sometimes. And our, our boys this week have been playing a game, Would You Rather? So asking <laughs> questions like, would you rather eat a squirrel or eat a rat with a hat effectively and then so they're doing all these things but then this literally this morning as I was leaving Lewis and what they do is they write it down and then they give it to each other and they've got to answer and Lewis wrote this he said would you rather be in heaven and not be a Christian or be in hell and be a Christian so it's just a standard Sunday morning really for a for me, <laughs> the, the, the one before that was, would you rather just have one son, Yayan, or one son, Lewis? <laughs> so that just shows you what, what happens on a, on a Sunday morning uh, in our house. Um, but the, 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 the verses, and if you have a Bible, it's open to First Corinthians chap, chapter 15. Because um, this chapter is talking about something for a lot of people they don't like to think about, they don't like to talk about, but it happens to all of us. Like, what happens when we die? That's what First Corinthians 15 is. What happens when we die? Uh, and some people today believe nothing happens, do they? They just think life ends, their life ends, their, their body is, is ended and it's just ended everything is just end life just ends um, it was nothing before and it's nothing after that's just it but if that's true then everything is pointless like literally everything is meaningless life is an accident and so everything is is pointless so if and if that's the true if that is true like who honestly who cares about climate change Like, and who cares if you're racist or not? Or who cares if my son becomes a medic or a murderer? Like, if life, if nothing happens, like, nothing has meaning. Everything is an accident and and nothing will happen. So nothing matters. If If there's nothing happens after we die, then nothing matters. We are simply... made of matter that doesn't matter nothing means anything or some people say like we become a star in the sky or a flower in the field and a butterfly Uh, and that sounds nice doesn't it and it sounds comforting um, especially down here when we look up and see the stars and it's beautiful isn't it when when you look up and see the stars but like, can we really, as human beings, go from a human being to dying to then become a massive ball of fire bigger than the sun traveling through space? Like, is that really what happens? Like, does that really make sense? It sounds nice initially, doesn't it? But when you think about it, there's not much to, to hold on to there. It doesn't really make sense. And other people believe... Everyone goes to heaven. So everyone is just a done deal. Everyone uh, goes to heaven. Even if they don't believe in God, 
it all works out in the end. Everyone's looking down on us. Everyone's with us. Um, and so every, everyone goes to heaven. No, so no matter what religion you are, or no matter what you do, everyone gets in. Yet with that, there's no justice, is there? Like, there's, there's no justice with that. Like, imagine an unapologetic rapist being with their victim in heaven. Or imagine, uh, like, Islamist jihadis who's killed a hundred Christians in Nigeria then being with those who he killed in heaven just because it's all one God and so the God is like, let's just hug it out. Like, there's no justice there, is there? There's no accountability, there's no meaning there. And, and so where we have our laws and our justice, like where does that come from if everyone just kind of gets in no matter what they believe or what they do? And others then believe in heaven and hell. And so, but there's almost like three categories for, for hell. Rapists, murderers and paedophiles. Like they're the ones who will burn in hell. Um, but then good people go to heaven and that's kind of how it is, isn't it? But then, how good do you have to be? Like, where's the level? Is, like, kind of paying taxes? Like, is that the level? Or is Mother Teresa? Like, is that the level? Like, where is the level? And, and does God have a say in this? Or is he just this being that kind of puts up with us and we, we are the ones who make the calls? So we are the ones who make the calls, whether we go to heaven or hell, or whether they get in or they don't, like, are we the ones in charge and God is just this kind of fluffy being, like, who kind of, is just kind of not really bothered and just allows anything to happen? Like, what happens when we die? Uh, and in, on today's talk in chapter uh, 15 of 1 Corinthians, it's all about the resurrection. It's all about the resurrection. And, and those videos... Um, that you did. I don't believe it. When I first read the, saw those videos, I was skeptical, and I'm still. I also haven't looked at it. But is he, put your hands up if your first initial reaction is being skeptical when you read that. Yeah, quite a lot of us. That was mine as well. But as Christians, like whether we believe those stories or not, like a big part of our faith is the resurrection, isn't it? And so, although we don't maybe know fully know what that looks like. Like we, we believe in that, don't we? We believe in the one who has been raised from the dead. And so let's dive into First Corinthians chapter 15. Uh, and let's just go into God's word together. Uh, and it starts off with this in verse 1. It says, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to, to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firm, firmly to the word I preach to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. And for us today, when we hear the word gospel, it's mainly with church or Christianity. Now, some people say it's gospel truth. Um, so it's mainly a Christian or a church word. But the word gospel back in the ancient times, was he used a lot more. Don't sometimes say, oh, do you want the good news or the bad news? Like, gospel was used a lot more. So when, in the ancient world, when they heard the word gospel, it didn't necessarily mean Jesus Christ. 
or salvation with Jesus Christ. It could describe any good news. So it could be, oh, I've got a new job, or like that's gospel, or I've got engaged, like that's gospel. So Paul here is about to remind them the good news, the gospel about Jesus Christ. He's not talking about a job or an engagement. He's talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he also says, by this gospel, you are saved or being saved if you hold firmly to the word I preach to you or hold firmly to the end. And this should be a warning for us as Christians to take this seriously, to think not to kind of like walk away from the Lord or kind of become lukewarm, which our hearts often do. This is for us to keep on pursuing God through the highs and lows, like Paul did, to run the race to the end. But sadly, we all know people who aren't currently holding firm to the gospel, don't we? I know there's people in my family right now who who used to, but aren't currently holding firmly to the gospel. And I I get, I bet all of us have one person in our mind right now who that would be true for. So let's just pray for them right now. Let's just pause and pray. Father, we thank you that you love us and that you died for us and rose for us. And the people on our hearts right now, Lord, we thank you that they they believed in you, they've trusted you, they've followed you. But Lord, right now, it seems like they're not holding firmly to what they believed. Lord Jesus, will you resurrect their hearts right now? Please, God, resurrect our hearts, Lord. Lord, we believe your spirit was inside them, and so we, hope, we pray, Holy Spirit, will you claim them again, convict them, help them turn back to you, and hold firmly to the end, we pray in Jesus' name. And help us as well, Lord, hold firmly to the end. Amen, God. Amen. Verse 3 continues, and it says this, For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, who was Peter, and then to the twelve, so talking about the twelve apostles, After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. You're saying most of of these 500 or so are still around, like they're still around. You you know some of them, some of them you're related, some of them could be you. And, And Christianity exists because of an event. Christianity exists because of the event and of an event and that event is the resurrection of Jesus Christ if Jesus had, had came and if he had died but not been risen from the dead we would have never heard of him the year would not be 2023 today if there was no resurrection like he has literally split history in two because of the resurrection because he rose from the dead. And Paul is saying they saw him die on a Friday. That Saturday was the worst day ever. They thought, we've, we're in trouble. We're going to get killed next. We've, fought, we've, we've been following the wrong guy. But then they saw him alive on the Sunday. And then over 500 people over a period of about 40 days 
saw Jesus alive, and then they saw him ascend into heaven, not die again, but ascend into heaven. And so he's reminding them of this, like, this is the Jesus. Some of you saw that. Like, some of you saw, like, none of us saw that, do we? But he's saying to these people, like, some of you saw that. Some of you saw that happen. Some of you may saw him alive. And so Christianity is based on this event that has literally split history in two. So, uh, I've heard it said that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the best attested fact in history. And, and, our, and our history is literally split on the fact that he rose from the dead. Because if he didn't rise from the dead, even if he came and died, we would have never heard of this person. But before he died, it says there in the verses that Christ died for our sins. That he died for our sins. And I'm not sure about you, but I'm quite aware of how sinful I am. Yeah? Anyone aware of how sinful they are? I'm quite aware of how sinful I am. Uh, yeah, I don't know about you, but I meet some people and I think, like, they're much better than me. <laughs> or, like, they're, they're really good and they're really kind and they're really generous. Yeah? And you, and, I, and you kind of think, oh, like, I wonder, sometimes, we sometimes think, oh, I wonder if they would get in. Like, because they're really good and they're really kind, they're really generous. And, and they're definitely not like me. <laughs> and it doesn't seem like they follow this Jesus or they got the Spirit of God, but they're really good, they're really kind, they're unbelievably generous. And we think, like, and it makes us think, oh, I wonder if they would get in or if they could get in on their behalf. And I've met lots of people like that. But should I tell you who I've never met? None of those people I've met have been perfect. None of them have just like nailed it in every way. None of them have been perfect. And so, and also I forget the effect of sin, not just on my life, but on their life as well. And the effect that, that of sin between us as human beings and God. I, I, I kind of forget that. I realize it for myself, but I sometimes forget it for other people. And Isaiah 53 says this, and this is not just... We can say amen to this, but this is for every human being right now. Otherwise, the cross is only for the, the really bad people, but the good people kind of get on by, by their own behalf. But the cross, Jesus died for all sinners. And Isaiah 53 says this. It says, he was looked down, he was looked down on and passed over. A man who suffered, who knew pain, first hand one look at him and people turned away we looked down on him thought he was scum but the fact is it was our pains he carried our disfigurements all the things wrong with us we thought he brought it on himself on himself that God was punishing him for his own failures. But it was our sins, it was our sins that did that to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him. Our sins. We took the punishment, 
So he took the punishment, and that made us whole. Through his bruises, we get healed. We're all like sheep who've wandered off and gotten lost. We've all done our own thing, gone our own way, and God has piled all our sins, all our sins, everything we've done wrong, on him, on him, on him. He, 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 he's, he carries it all, the disfigurements, the curse of sin, like he took that all. He took it all for, for everyone, but for us who trust in him, who recognize him, like we're saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But for anyone else who doesn't put their trust in him, they almost look at Jesus and say, you didn't need to do that for me. Like, I'm okay. Like, you didn't need to do that. Like, me and God are okay, but you didn't need to do that for me. But for us, like, we know the effects of sin. And Jesus has carried it all for everyone. And he wants everyone to trust him because of his unbelievable love for human beings. And verse 12 continues. It says, But if it was preached that Christ had been raised from the dead, how can some of you now say there is no resurrection of the dead? Like he's talking about the resurrection that some of you were there or some of you see. Now he's saying some of you are preaching there's no resurrection of the dead. If there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless. And some of you are thinking, I'm looking at me right now. But wait a But also says, and so is your faith. So our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. Like some people are saying, Jesus didn't rise from the dead, and this is okay. He's saying, no, like if Christ didn't rise from the dead, like that is... That's not gospel. That is bad news. There's no hope in that. Like this, nothing means anything. Like the, his, his life and his death didn't accomplish anything. And he's saying, like, our faith is useless. And also, we are in re- real trouble because these guys were Jews following the Jewish beliefs and, and the Torah and the beliefs of the commands. And now they've been saying that Jesus is the Messiah. And so if he hasn't rose from the dead, like, we're in big trouble because we've become false prophets. We're saying something about God. That's, that's not true. And when I read this, I wonder if almost these people were maybe speaking to or maybe having some influence from, from Sadducees. In our New Testament, uh, when we read Jesus, we often read he was almost being hounded by, he talks about religious leaders, Pharisees, and Sadducees. Yeah, we, we often see their Sadducees. Uh, and, and I wonder if these guys have been speaking to Sadducees or maybe some of the Sadducees had come to faith or, and started mixing their tradition with their beliefs. Because uh, Sadducees were, were Jews, uh, but they were more into politics than, than religion, yet they held high positions. Some of them were, were priests and held, held high positions over Jewish scriptures, yet they didn't believe in the resurrection. Which is a bit weird, isn't it? Because it's, it's almost, again, like this, well, what's the point? Like, like what's the point? And Sadducees, they, they denied any resurrection of the dead. 
And due to this belief, the Sadducees strongly resisted the apostles' preaching that Jesus uh, had been risen from the dead. They also denied the afterlife, holding that the soul perished at death and therefore denying any, any penalty or any reward after the earth, earthly life. And they denied the, the existence of a spiritual world, angels and demons. And you kind of think, so, well, what's the point, isn't it? <laughs> like, if they believe that, like, what, what is the point? But it shows, like, how, how people who believe different things can find their way into the ways of God. Influencing people who are trying to find God or follow Jesus and yet take it down a different track. Like even in even the, the, the name Jesus Christ, I was in an assembly uh, this, this week talking to the children about the name of Jesus Christ and, and why do people say Jesus Christ as a swear word and, and how Jesus Christ is the most important word. And yet there's, there's churches... Uh, in, even not far from you, who's got the name Jesus Christ as, as part of their, their, their logo, in that sense, as part of their sign. And yet they believe a different Jesus to we do. They would say things differently to what the Word says. And so there's people, the, the, the enemy has deceived ways, instead of making a, a narrow, straight path, there's lots of avenues to go off to take away the name of Jesus and, and, and who he is. And maybe you've started thinking differently, especially when we, pe- like I said, when we meet people who are uh, compassionate or of other faith, uh, and maybe we've been following Jesus for a while and, and things just seem different, and maybe we've started thinking differently. But, uh, but my encouragement for us is to just get back to his word. Like, get back to... I often find in those times where I would maybe start thinking differently or suddenly I almost, it shows to me, it's almost like I'm not in his word. Like I'm not seeking him. I'm not, I'm not kind of, not in, a, not in a false way, but I'm not looking for truth. I'm being influenced by so many other things. And think about it. Even our heart's desire for this daily bread, this, this series, is to have, like, even if it's five minutes or an hour with, with God, because think of the amount of things that influenced you on a daily basis. Like all the things, if, if you watch TV or radio or BBC radio or, um, or BBC news, like they are not going to say to you, Jesus is the Son of God. They're not going to proclaim that to you. If you're in a work, they're more, li- more than likely or not, you're going to be eight to, eight to nine hours a day with people influencing you, which maybe is not going in line with the truth. Maybe you're in a family where you're the only Christian and so you're not having an influence there. So in our day, most of our hours in our day, because we're a minority, there's going to be an influence against us, against God's word. And so that's why we need this daily bread. Even if it's five minutes, even if you're starting tomorrow and it's five minutes, let us influence us. Let us bring it back to the cross. Let us bring us back to the truth. And these Sadducees were trying to change, well, if they were there, but different people were trying to change the beliefs of this. And then verse 15 says this, but he did not raise, uh, so, but he did not raise him if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, 
then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. If the resurrection isn't true, like we today are crazy. Like we are crazy. And whoever's ringing, you can tell them we are crazy. Like if this, if, if the resurrection isn't true, we are to be most pitied. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, Paul is saying he and we, them and us now, are the most stupid people in the whole world. That we are crazy, that we are demented or ridiculous, delusional, we have lost our minds. If Jesus hasn't risen from the dead, like we are still in our sins. And we've been told by our Saviour, if Jesus isn't risen from the dead, like, we can't sing that. Like, that's just karaoke. And I'm terrible at karaoke. Like, that's, if Jesus hasn't risen from the dead, like, we are still in our sins and we are crazy. Yet, even though we're a minority, even here in, in Thornhill, we're a room full of people who Jesus has, has impacted and changed our lives. Who maybe is literally. Maybe you've got a before and after Jesus where he's literally come in and he has completely changed your life. Or maybe he's just been a rock constantly through the highs and lows where everything else has faded away and he's been with you. Maybe you've just known him from an early age and he's just been there all your life. But you testify that Jesus is alive, that he is with you. Jesus healed people when he walked on the streets 2,000 years ago, yet the name Jesus Christ is still healing people today. Still healing people today. Jesus who helped people with mental issues 2,000 years ago still helps people by giving them the mind of Christ today. And Jesus who set people free from demons 2,000 years ago is still setting people free from addiction today. We heard a story today, uh, this week, of a guy in North Korea who would literally be dead if the risen Jesus hadn't intervened, who performed a miracle and set him free, and now he lives as a free man. Like, only, only Jesus could make sense of that. Only the risen Jesus makes sense of that. And so if this is not true, like, we have to be most pitied. We are in our sins, but we've all got stories, before and after Christ stories, of where the risen Jesus has intervened. And we still say, even if all our else, our lives are, are falling apart, uh, we can hold on to him. Even if it doesn't make sense and it's hard, we can hold on to him, hold on to the risen Lord. And verse 20 says this, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through 
one man, the resurrection of the dead, come also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all may be made alive. And going back to my son's question of, or would you rather? Some people ask these questions and they, um, what would you like to be said at your funeral? Like, what would you like to be said at your funeral? Or who would you like to go to your funeral? Or what would you like to be written at, on your gravestone? But surely the most important question is, where will you be when people are attending your funeral? <coughs> trust me, you're not going to be here. You, it's not going to be like a, a fly on the wall or anything like that. Where will you be when people are attending your funeral? Because like, we're, not, we're not going to be there. And can you say amen to this last part? So, so Paul has said, talked about the resurrection, about how this has happened. We all saw it. Loads of people saw it. Now you're questioning it. Now you're saying it's not true. Really? Do you know what that means? Our, our faith is based on this resurrection. And now he brings in, say, Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. And so can we say amen to that, this last part? When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, talking about our bodies, our earthly bodies and our eternal bodies, and the mortal with the immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is in the law. But thanks be to God. Praise be to God. Thank you, Jesus. But thanks be to God that he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Is not in vain. Can we say amen to that? Amen. And I kind of going against what I said, but if, if those verses are the only things said in my funeral, I'll, I'll be happy with that. Amen. Amen to that. And so what are you saying to us? Praise be to God that through Christ, he is the one who's taken us in. He's the one who's had our victory. And so what's he saying to us? Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Like, hold on. Hold on to what you've believed. Look back. Look back. Some of us are maybe in a difficult time right now and maybe feel distant from God. And sometimes you need to look back. That's what the, in, in the Old Testament, they, they made, made like stone monuments to remind, remind themselves, that was God, that was the Jehovah Jireh, that's when he provided for me, that's when he set us free, that's when he made, that promise came true. Some of us right now in the time, we need to look back. Look back at the faithfulness of God. Look at where he's brought you to now, to, to look forward. Stand firm. 
look back in order to stand firm. The future might not be, might be distant right now or difficult. The present might be hard. So stand firm. Look back and let nothing move you because the enemy wants to take you away. He wants to be, you to be one of those ones, like verse 1, who for you now not holding firmly to the truth. Like stand strong and always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Like we're not retired in Jesus till we see him. Like we've all got gifts. We're all body parts. Like let's find him and serve him because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And Jesus rose from the dead. And because of that, he split history in two. And he carried the sins for us. And our prayer, isn't it? Like our prayer is the Lord's prayer. Like, like we want all our friends and family to know that, don't we? Like if, if we are going to be with Jesus, like we, all, we want all of them, don't we? And we can, that's where we find difficult. We find it a bit unfair. But our love is as partial. Like God's love for them is greater than ours. His love is greater than ours. And so we join him and we pray for them and we share his truth and we want to share the fruit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit to those people and pray, Lord Jesus, that you touch their hearts, that we will hold firmly and so they will too as well. The band are just going to come up now and, uh, and, and close with, this, with these songs. But if, if you've heard anything today and you'd like prayer for, maybe you're in a place where you're finding it hard to hold firm, or maybe you're kind of, you've got questions and, and you're unsure, or maybe what you believe before you're unsure about it. That's kind of what my encouragement is. I always say to, to just people, just do the basics. Like for me, coming on a Sunday and being in a, in, a, in a group and then having people to talk to, that's what keeps me going. Like that's what keeps me encouraged. That's what keeps me supported. That's what keeps me prayerful. Like let's keep encouraging one another. Not like kind of persuading each other or trying to like twist each other's arm, but let's ask difficult questions and find answers. Like let's, let's, let's battle this together. Like work these things together. The band are kind of come up and let's just pray together. Thank you, Jesus, that we believe that you are alive. Lord, if you're not alive, this means nothing. If you're not alive, we are still in our sins. If you're not alive, we will never see you. If you're not alive, nothing means anything. This life and this world is meaningless if you're not alive. But Lord Jesus, we are, we are people who can testify that the name of Jesus Christ is the saviour of the world. We say that you are alive, that you've, you've impacted our lives, you've changed our lives, and still you draw near to us. Still you are faithful to us. And so, Lord, we just want to say that the resurrection is true and that, Jesus, that you are Lord, that you are ascended. We just want to tell you what, what's already true, which you know, we, that you are on the right hand of God, that you reign, and that ev every name, knee, name and every knee will bow to the name of Jesus.
We want to just say that there's only one way to the Father, Jesus Christ. We want to just say that only through your blood people can be healed of their sins. Lord, we want to say that Jesus Christ is, is a powerful name that answers prayers. We just want to say things that are true about you. Lord, help us encourage one another. Help us be in your word. Lord, help us hold firmly to one another. Lord, if we're, if we're struggling right now in a difficult place, in a questioning place, in a doubting place, Lord, help us be able to love one another and speak to each other and offload and share those doubts, Lord. Share those concerns. Share those questions. Lord, let us be real with one another. And, yeah, let that make us more like Jesus. Let that draw us more into the risen Lord. And, Father, anyone here, Lord, who doesn't believe in the resurrection, Lord Jesus, may you just touch their hearts, Lord, who you love, who you died for them, who they are here right now because you love them. But, Lord, help them put their trust in you and not themselves. Their trust in, 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 in the Saviour. Give their lives to you and hold firmly to you and follow Jesus, the risen one. Help us just worship you now in spirit. If we need prayer or just encouragement, then just use the time after this service to just pray and encourage and build one another to serve you and to serve the people around us. In Jesus' name. Amen.